with a trading market size of over $15 billion already, and some people projecting that it's going to be $20, $30 trillion by 2023. The security token space is heating up, and we have another amazing show to dive into. I can't wait, Kyle. Let's do it. It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. and welcome back to another episode of the Security Token Show. I'm your host, Kyle Sondland, joined by Herway Konings here in sunny Miami, Florida. We're well over 200 episodes covering all of the latest investment banking and financial news on chain. And we have another amazing episode coming up, Herway, don't we? Yes, we do, Kyle, but it's a special week because this week, it's finally the week, Kyle, our inaugural conference, virtual Global, anybody can participate. It's this week, October 11th through 13th. Let's roll a reel. so many headlining sponsors and some amazing panels where you'll see our faces, of course, and a whole host of industry leaders. I cannot wait, Herwig. Kyle, with that, let's get into the top five. And kicking off number five, we have Red Swan, the Houston-based commercial real estate tokenization platform, the full broker, dealer, future ATS, registered investment advisor. They've got it all, and they've got over $3 billion in tokenized assets already with billions more in the pipeline. They're now doing a Reg CF, raising straight equity so that anybody can invest in the future of tokenized real estate by being exposed to the platform that's actually driving the adoption of this technology, Major congratulations to Red Swan, Ed Nuakini, and his whole team for bringing this product to market. Always love seeing those Reg CFs come to market, Kyle. And moving on to number four, we got a big update from the SEC across a couple different fronts here. On the Ripple end, we know and saw recently that, of course, the courts kind of favored Ripple at the end of the day uh, for programmatic sales of securities. And, of course, the SEC naturally wanted to try and appeal that. That has been dismissed by the judge. So there will be no appeal 
which is a very interesting development as the Ripple case does continue uh, to its second phase. And we saw an update uh, from Coinbase, uh, where specifically Coinbase, of course, they have been trying to dismiss the lawsuit that the SEC brought to them for trading securities on their platform. Uh, naturally, they, they classify some of the listed tokens on Coinbase as securities, and they're going after them for violating, uh, for not having the right licenses and support in place for that. Uh, and of course, Coinbase said, no, we've been trying to be very diligent about not listing these things. This is a baseless uh, lawsuit. They try to get it dismissed, uh, and that's been denied. So this will continue. This will be an interesting case to keep our eyes on, Kyle. I think it's a pretty big development. Yeah, the additional color here is that on the specific appeal for the Ripple case that was denied, the SEC was denying a specific part of the judgment that was made. And traditionally, in the way that the courts work, they typically don't approve these kind of intermediary appeals in favor of just appealing the entire ruling once the case finishes. So it is relatively common to see these appeals be denied. So while this is a win for Ripple, I don't think that this is necessarily a shocking development, but one that certainly is beneficial to Ripple. And more good news for Ripple is they just got a license over in Singapore yeah. for crypto activity. So they definitely are off to a good start ever since the, the judge ruled in their favor. And into number three, Herwig, the United Kingdom which has been leading the charge, and especially across the European continent, has been leading the charge in terms of development in the tokenization space. They now are launching a second regulatory sandbox for digital assets, this time specifically focused around digital securities. Love it. They didn't give us a lot of information on exactly where they see the benefits or where they're trying to target this, other than it will be launching in Q1 of 2024. We've seen a ton of developments coming from Archax and Aberdeen and some other businesses LASG. inside of that exact location. So presumably some of these companies are going to be involved, but it's exciting to see everything coming out of the UK. It just goes to show you the UK is definitely forward thinking on this topic. They know digital securities is going to be a major innovation driver, and they clearly want to focus around this to support and make that adoption possible within the UK. Love that. Would love to see more of that in the US and other places around the world. Moving on to number two, speaking of, we're gonna go over to Japan, where Mitsui & Co, a leader in the security token space over there, they announced some big news with the JFR card. That's a big uh, store card over there in Japan, and now you can use that credit card to go ahead on a drip basis, they say, invest in, of course, tokenized real estate through their Alterna platform. That's from the Mitsui uh, & Co Digital Asset Management uh, division, so, which is actually a joint venture with Layer X, as well as a couple other uh, banks and partners over there in Japan. So very big moves. I love the fact, Kyle, that you know they're making it seamless. They're making it easy now. Simply with a small amount, they have a minimum of 100,000 yen. That's only 670 dollars. You can go ahead and start investing into their Grade A investment banking deals. Uh, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Mitsui Digital Management or Digital Asset Management, MDM, and their Alterna platform with 1.7 
billion dollars in real estate assets that they're going to be creating. So we're going to see some great stuff from MDMA. And what's number one this week, Kyle? Number one is Signum. Signum is a bank and institution we've covered a lot across the years. They've been very active in this industry since some of the beginning coverage on the show. And they have officially approved or received approval for an MPIC license in the Singapore jurisdiction from the Monetary Authority of Singapore. And the MPIC license allows them to do brokerage activities for fundraising of businesses and accept crypto as payments in that infrastructure. We've seen in many different jurisdictions where regulators are unsure about how to use crypto because of the fluctuating prices and if that makes it fair for any individual to invest and how do you track what the price was at any given time and all these different types of things. Well. Singapore has been forward thinking in this front and they actually have a licensure that they allow you to accept this. And it's kind of interesting, Herwig, they actually have a description of crypto. They call them digital payment tokens. So that's what now Signum is able to accept. Not to mention that they have 1600 clients, 15 Swiss banks that are already on board the Signum wow. platform. And as we said, $3.5 billion in assets under management. Signum is one to watch. That's a lot of billions in assets already, folks. They are getting tokenized around the world. Signum specifically with licenses in Switzerland, Luxembourg, Abu Dhabi, and now Singapore. This is a global movement. Love to see this activity from Signum. Really great stuff, uh, Signum Bank. And with that, let's head over to some Success Network updates. Hello and welcome back to the Success Network part of the show. This week we have some exciting news coming from Coinbase. Their recently launched Base blockchain just had its first issued security token. The issuer is backed finance with their BLB01, a tokenized short-term US Treasury bond ETF. We just had a webinar with Backed not long ago, and if you missed it, check it out on the event recordings part of the platform to learn all about them and their tokens. Now for our weekly events, we're taking a break this week and encourage you to all join us at the Tokenize This conference from Wednesday through Friday for a very packed schedule. We have over 40 speakers sharing their knowledge with us and keynotes from Onyx, Wisdom Tree, Franklin Templeton, and Oasis Pro. Make sure you sign up today at summit.stm.co and see you there. Now let's go see what Peter has for us in the industry institutional updates. All right, welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. I like seeing UBS's action in the tokenization space recently. So first, UBS Asset Management issued a tokenized money market fund on the Ethereum blockchain as part of Project Guardian, a project over in Singapore that's now developed some serious tentacles across a pretty wide range of use cases and testers. So the pilot case here allows UBS Asset Management to test various fund activities on-chain, including subscriptions and redemptions through its in-house tokenization group, UBS Tokenize. Now keep in mind, this comes just a couple weeks after City Token Services, who is offering the tokenization of deposits to institutional clients and partners, came to light. Second, UBS, who has already been an active member and user of Broadridge's distributed ledger repo, DLR, uh, let us know that they have been sponsoring repo activities for around 15 funds managed by UBS Asset Management, essentially acting as a central point for these funds and these firms to clear through directly with regards to Broadridge's system. So I see this as some nice validation for the concept of leveraging 
deep capital markets networks and partnerships with this new tokenization tech, something we talk about with our clients on the STA side uh, pretty constantly. Also, interestingly, on the custodian side, Fireblocks acquired Blockfold, who claims that 75% of its tier one financial institution customers are exploring tokenization. Some of Blockfold's, Blockfold's clients include BIS, uh, Swiss National Bank, Banque de France, Singapore's Ministry of Finance, Tel Aviv Stock Exchange, and the National Australia Bank. So big move here for Fireblocks as custodians are indeed vying for partners and acquisitions all throughout 2023. That's all I have for now. Thank you very much all for joining. Now let's hear what Sam Sachs has to say about the general market. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has dipped on the week to $17.6 billion. There is a caveat, volumes are lower than usual, so price fluctuations can potentially be accentuated a little bit more than the actual market is suggesting. This week, we're really gonna take a deeper dive into the macro, cryptocurrency, and blockchain market. As we've seen with traditional equities, they've dipped recently upon governmental instability and lack of trust where interest rates are heading. But we've seen in the crypto market that there are some buyers starting to come in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and many other names are starting to catch a bid, which is definitely a strong sign if you're a believer in the underlying technology. With a government shutdown potentially looming, lack of trust of governments throughout the world, this could potentially be the time that people really dive into a solution that is outside the bounds of what governments traditionally offer. With the US dollar weakening on a global stage and with more and more people seeing viability for Bitcoin as the digital gold, we could potentially see a lot more players breaking into the blockchain space, learning about security tokens, exploring tokenization rather than traditional routes such as IPOs or SPACs. And we could see in the next three to five years that growth materialize. Now, with all that being said, there's a lot of regulation that's still coming down the pike, lots of deals that are still being made, a ripple case that is still pending, the SEC still seemingly against and targeting cryptocurrencies. So could we potentially see this landscape shift outside of the US and head to other countries such as Thailand, Singapore, or Japan? It's definitely possible, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. As if we see adoption in another country that will likely bleed over to the rest of the world. It's an extremely exciting time to be in this space and while we are in a bear market, as soon as we break out and head into those bull market runs, it's gonna get even more exciting. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and we will see you next Monday. Thank you, Sam Sachs and Peter Gaffney for those market updates. Oh, what a lot going on this week, Kyle. Love great to week see to do that. Yeah, no kidding. And with that, that means a great selection of companies of the week. Mm. So for episode 209, Who's your winner, Kyle? Herwig, for me, I think it's Signum. Mm. Signum, getting the approvals from Singapore was really cool, but the, the real thing that caught my eye here was in their disclosure, talking about the fact that they've got 3.5 billion US dollars in assets under management. That impressed me. I didn't realize they were that large. We've been covering them for a long time. Seeing their growth across the globe in terms of their regulatory access and the size of their clientele with 1,500, 1,600 clients, a bunch of banks, and a lot of assets, that's pretty impressive. They're signing banks, getting assets, you know, growing their client base, getting global licenses. They're doing all the right things. Absolutely right. Great choice and obvious. Number one for How our top you? five. I gotta give it out to Franklin Templeton, Kyle. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, they are a trillion dollar asset manager, so naturally everything they've been doing in this space, which is a lot, um, so all of that I think comes up behind this. But uh, specifically when the CEO comes out and endorses tokenization, that makes waves in my opinion, What did the CEO say? Well, a couple cool things I want to point out. The first, which is something that many people need to realize, this is not a high and fly crypto scheme, is that she recognizes that they are doing a lot in the space despite the fact that the payoff will likely come five, six, or seven years down mm. the road. And also that she acknowledges that Bitcoin is the greatest distraction from the biggest disruption wow. coming to financial services, Kyle. And last but not least, a simple and apt way that I think absolutely describes what tokenization is, which is its securitization on steroids. Uh, and I think that's absolutely spot on. This is the future. This is the same thing that Wisdom Tree is saying. We saw Larry Finks, uh, the CEO of BlackRock, come out and say similar things. So because Franklin Templeton is really putting its money where its mouth is and really coming out and leading uh, about this technology adoption, I, I just have to give... Uh, you know, Franklin Templeton, my company, we go. Securitization on steroids... A great answer. I think we've been saying this for four years now. We just couldn't quite figure out how to make it sound just that much more effective and impactful. So great quotes from Franklin Templeton. And with that, I think that's our show. So please like, subscribe, comment, share your thoughts, share your news if you're a company in the industry. And of course, check out our conference, the Tokenize This Summit at summit.stm.co to learn more. It's free for anybody and you can learn so much about this industry from everyone that's leading. I hope to network with many of you later this week at the virtual expo floor. And with that, as always, always we'll catch you next week on monday happy tokenizing